Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. All right, top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream, 9 o'clock on the dial. We're happy to have you with us. 590 ESPN Radio in Omaha. We're live on Twitter, live on YouTube, the Herd at Sports YouTube page. We are live now on KFOR in Lincoln for the final hour of the show. And speaking of Lincoln, let's talk to senior writer for Husker 24-7, Michael Brunts now, who joins the show, at Michael Brunts on Twitter. Bruntsy, good morning. How's it going? I met Bruntsy for the first time in person at Bell West, like, for the first time. I didn't see. We talked to him for at least six months, and I'd never met him in person. That's interesting. So where was your vantage point, Mr. Brunts? When I met Andrew? Yeah, like, where? well, I mean, you know, just generally He saw speaking. me across the field. Where? He ran in Dude, slow motion Dude, what you guys, like, lock eyes? <laughs> no, where, like, were you doing most of your work from a photog, like, coverage standpoint? Were you in the end zones or what? I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was working the sidelines. Not not so much the end zones, but outside the twenties mainly. That, that's where they keep you. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. I I don't get to do that as much as I'd like on Friday nights. Obviously, Is that because but you're within the twenties. <laughs> you <laughs> down there and pop off a couple photos. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could use a camera. Hey, but I'm serious though. Wait, let me ask you something because you were down there, and I've heard varying uh, different stories. I know what it was like in the stands. How was the wind on the field? Uh, it was noticeable. I mean, I think it was when it was going right, well, from the press box side, when it was going right to left, it seemed like it was pretty noticeable. Yeah. Um, I think there was there was one kind of like 15-yard throw that Kalen made where he kind of sailed it a little bit, and there was a couple deep shots that he had going that direction too that it seemed like the wind was giving him a little bit of trouble. Did you let that – did you let – because, I mean, I'm, everybody was there, right? I mean, it's like you got <laughs> – Literally the, you everybody got, in you, Omaha was you there. You got the three-headed monster over there. Did you let the first game opener – did you have a baseline in your head of what you thought you were going to see versus what you saw? Or did you – were you like, hey, you know what, this is – this is week zero. We're going to give Preps some credit here. Uh, well, I think I was kind of like everybody where I was expecting like the, the triplet scoring explosion type thing. Um, and then, you know, I'd say probably, oh, I don't know, like towards the end of the first quarter or so, you, you kind of had that thought of, oh, yeah, this, this feels a little bit like a week zero type game. Mm. Um, so... I don't, I, and that's not to take any way, anything away from prep. I mean, I think they did, they did a pretty good job, I thought, of, you know, really making Bell West earn everything. Um, Dude, how good is McClay? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He was everywhere. I, um, and we, we said this, lat, like, 
I, I'm telling you, he's a Division One player. Yeah. He's he's good. He's really he's good. He's got great vision. He's a great tackler. That too. Yeah. No, I, I there there are a few guys on that field that probably don't get the headlines that that you know probably are going to get some looks um, sooner than later. But no, I, I you know I, I thought it was a you know it was a good game. I mean, it ended up being a good game. You had LVS had to kind of make some plays in the second half, and you know I, I don't know that a lot of people probably would have. Um, bet on that going into that game that that was going to be how it's going to play out. So I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if, if that was you know more indicative of prep or if it was more a week zero or, or whatever, but uh, it ended up being a, a, a pretty good game, and I, I necessarily wasn't expecting that going in. Notice how he said a lot of people and not everyone because he knows I would bet on that. So, but I, but I do. So, like from a coaching standpoint, like I thought it was the best of both worlds, right? It, it keeps the it keeps the energy level high and the anticipation for a showdown in a couple of weeks, and it also dials our guys in because they're like, yeah, to baloney with all this young prep talk and like this is a really really good opponent, and it keeps us dialed in for week one too because it is Westside's biggest rival. Like I, for me, yeah. I, I felt like that that game was a perfect scenario, a a, a tough, gritty, gutty game. I mean, it, yeah. For I mean, for everybody, right? I mean, for for you guys, that it probably got your attention a little bit. Um, you know, Bell West probably, you know, having to win that kind of a game right out of the gate, that'll probably serve them well. Um, you know, as, as the season goes along, too. I mean, I, you know, if you if you kind of go into that game thinking that you know you're going to score a ton of points on people, and and you kind of have to win a four quarter slug it out game that. You know, you, you probably felt like you didn't play your best. I mean, that, that benefits them, too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the first couple of weeks, on, on just with the way the schedule's broken, Omaha uh, will be kind of fascinating. With, you know, they've got North this week. and oh, that's, that, that should be a good – I don't know about North's cornerback situation, right? I'm sure, I think they got to go young there but and figure out the running back spot, but they got weapons, and we know – Bellevue West should be better week one after week zero. Like that one, that one's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. No, I'll be curious to see what the lines look like in that game too. Um, Big. You know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that. That's... Everybody talks about that line. Play. I mean, big. Like North's behemoth and and Bellevue West has got good experience. I, I think one thing that was understated, not to just stay with last week's game, that's really understated. Prep against the they're they're so um well coached with reads like they're going to be sound right like yeah. so and i think that will serve bellevue's offensive line well down the road because they did run the ball with some success mm-hmm. from the running back spot oh, yeah they did i i thought i thought prep tackled really well too yeah they were they were they were spectacular for for week one i i yeah. I typically don't do this, like, because they're an upcoming opponent, but I sent Coach Yonk a message. I said, hey, you know, kudos to the way you guys tackled in the first week. That was pretty impressive in the open field. Yeah, you didn't have a lot of guys reaching. A lot of guys were getting to the ball, too, on the stuff to the out, the short stuff to the outside. Um, that, that was pretty impressive. But, yeah, I mean, it it was a good game. I'm, I'm You know, pretty much, it, what, standing room only? I mean, they had the – the line down around the parking lot. Yeah, that was ridiculous. You know, 15 minutes before the, the kick, so it, it was a good show. 
Yeah, I definitely illegally my barged. St- my staff was laughing. I said, get there by 6. And they're like, oh. I was like, yeah, we were comfy up there. The little <laughs> smattering of red <laughs> up there in the bread Did you find a, a spot for your car <laughs> in a space? Well, see, I'm a, I'm a Bell West parking veteran, so I was mm. way northeast in the back lot and went out through the neighborhood. I don't yeah, even mess. I, I don't even mess yeah. around with the main entrance, at yeah, all. I, at all. I, I was. I was like at Honda Cars of Bellevue. That's like. Hey, that's the that's the exit you take to get in there, though. You take the yeah, first yeah. exit and just go through the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm not a vet. I parked in the lot, but I did manage to get out before the rest of the cars. Dude, so Robbie parked there too. I was like, yeah, best wishes with that. Uh, hey, so Bruncey, you all, you in on the uh, Deshaun Singleton hype? Ooh. Uh, you have to be, right? I mean, I, I think Wait, it's... Uh, you have to be. Well, and you're so, you're so level. Like, do you... That's not even your style. Aren't you a prove-it kind of guy? But is it hype? I mean, he's he's running with the ones. I mean, when when you, you hear a coach talk about him the way that Matt Rule does, I don't, I don't think Matt Rule... Yeah, he's not a hype guy, is he? No. Not one like bit. I, and and if, it's, if it's a thing that's mentioned multiple times sometimes unprompted um that that i pay attention to that and you know singleton's a guy that you know last year i don't even know if he would have factored in any kind of rotation i mean he was you know not even not even in the two deep i don't think um but he's a big physical safety i mean we'll see if he can do it you know when the lights come on but Mm -hmm. i know they like him um and, and i you know that's about as hypey as you can get right now is, is who's making a run on the depth chart and i mean i don't know if you guys watched that thing um the show that they released mm-hmm. this yeah. week but um he was in that group that kept getting sent off and brought back and sent off and brought back and that's the number one defense so uh i, I definitely noticed that this was my favorite episode oh hands down the 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 visual that he kind of created of the the you know who who's going to be there next year? Uh, <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 was that was pretty striking. I thought um, a pretty good moment there. Now, Bruncey, DB was spot on with the reemergence of Deshaun Singleton. I mean, because he made that claim about two months ago, like, "Hey, watch out for this guy." Um, I was all in on the defensive line being better than what people gave them credit for a few months ago, and now now we're hearing that come up a little bit in conversation too. We all probably have something, if not multiple things, where we just got it right, right? Where we just feel like, yeah, we got this right. But what about you, Brunts? Think about a time this year that you got it right. What'd you get right with this team this offseason? Uh, you, you want me to take my victory lap? I want you to take a victory lap for me. <laughs> I don't know that I've really had any any scorching hot takes like that. Um, I'll tell you one thing you were right about early. What's that? Your reluctance to 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 jump in on the wide receivers. Oh, Everybody yeah. was oh. bowing around the names of the young guys, and you were like, "Yeah." Bruncey has so many he needed. To <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> I kind of took Mike. So your kind of reluctance was when I started to take a deep dive in the spring. I was like, well, okay. let me kind of let me see what let me, let let me check. see what old <laughs> what old Bruncey is him hawing around. And sure enough, I was like, yeah, I'm not vibing. 
Yeah. I no, still I mean, wonder how they're going to get big plays. Well, I mean, that's the question, right? Is can that group get open, and who's going to who's going to win deep balls? I mean, because they, as much as they want to talk about, um, you know, be, being you know bullheaded about running the ball and and you know making that happen, you know, the, the part that they need to make that work is the deep shots. And you know, Garcia Castaneda is probably the guy right now that you would bet on most of, of being that guy just based on, you know, his experience. Um, you know, the young guys might have something to say about that, but you know, the, the changing tone has been interesting as we've gone along where you had, I think we talked about this last week where you had at the start of camp, you needed those young guys to step up. You really needed them. And then, you know, last week, Oh yeah. The don't, doom. don't know, don't hey, know, know if we really need them. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm I'm still in the camp that you're probably going to need somebody. I mean, it to me, it, 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 this was said about the defensive line this week, but I think it probably holds true about the wide receivers as well. Where it feels like you're you're probably going to see a mishmash of guys at various points this season if they're ready that aren't going to go over that four four game plus the bowl game level like. I, I think that's probably what it's looking like at that spot. I mean, we, we've, we've heard some names about, you know, wide receiver, young wide receivers who are doing well in fall camp, but, but nothing with any kind of consistency. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that group has been a question mark for a long time, and, I, I, you know, it still is probably the biggest question mark in my mind on the roster right now going into the, the season opener is, is who's going to make big plays in that group. Um, because I, I, I just don't know that you – aside from Billy Kemp, who's going to catch a ton of footballs, I, I, I don't know what that group looks like either, although you know, I guess you know, Marcus Washington's making his way back, but it, you, you need him to stay healthy because that, that, that's a huge um, addition in my mind just in terms of having a guy that's been through it in that group. Now, Brunty, last year too, staying on offense here, the overall feeling was if Casey Thompson wasn't in the game – you felt uncomfortable. Like he made Husker Nation feel uncomfortable when he wasn't under center. Do you think yep. Jeff Sims has the same effect on the fan yes. base this season? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know that there's a ton of programs in college football that have a great backup quarterback picture. Um, you know, Nebraska certainly is in that. I mean, you, you have it, – it's, and it's tough as a – somebody that's not at practice every day too, because you're, you're going off of Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg, you know, with, with Harburg, it, it's a guy that hasn't um, appeared in a college game. So you don't really know. Um, you know, we've seen Purdy in a Nebraska uniform, um, probably not in great situations last year with uh, the, the way the run game was put together and kind of what he was asked to do. Um, you know, the coaches feel like he can do it. He's, I, I, the, both of those guys are kind of like, you, you got to show me, um, you know, when, when Purdy completes fewer than 45% of his passes last year, uh, that, that, that doesn't, you know, scream to me, plug and play. Well, I mean, we'll see, but you know, so much of if you had to go that route to a backup is what you're able to do around him. And, and the big piece of that is, is the, the running game at the backs and, um, I, I would definitely be a little bit concerned if it wasn't Jeff Sims in there. Um, you know that, that he, he's going to do things in this offense that 
you know, unscripted that, that are going to help Nebraska out a ton. And I just don't know that the other two guys have that ability right now. Ravi and I had a, a, a really good conversation on the pod yesterday about what is it about when people that have performed a certain way are now around new people, do we assume that they'll perform differently? And, Ravi, you know, because you're going to have to get that with Sims a little bit mm-hmm. and some of these guys that hadn't had success at their former schools, right? So Ravi kind of focused on, and it was interesting, like I just sat back and listened for a while where he said, you know, I think there's something to the ability to have adults putting people in the right positions to be successful, like playing to their strengths, if you will. I know it sounds easy, but how much do we just think, well, because they'll be in better situations, we may get something that we haven't seen before from player X? (laughs) I mean, that's – that you just described the offensive line, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's I mean I know you're talking about Sims, but I mean there's a lot of guys on this roster that you know are, are in that boat, and I I think I think the fact that you have a head coach and assistant coaches that are on the same page and and kind of think uh, you know think in the same way, I think that helps in terms of getting everybody going the right way, kind of the same cast of characters, but maybe getting a little bit different performance out of them. I mean, Sims, you know, probably is in that boat. Um, in my mind, certainly the offensive line is the biggest qu- That's the thing is, is can you get more out of guys who have been around for so long? I mean, when you, you look at that group, um, I mean, could you imagine where you have basically four multi-year starters and there's so much question about them? Mm. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I think when you have kind of everybody pulling in the same direction, that'll help because it, it just, uh, you know, identity helps that stuff. I, I think sometimes guys, you know, need need just a fresh start and, and a different uh, a different perspective as players. And I, I think you know, Jeff Sims is a guy that's probably benefited from that. And uh, you know, we'll see. But, you know, a lot of the success that Nebraska is going to have or, or not have this year is going to depend on that question. Is how do you squeeze just a little bit more juice out of the orange from those guys, um, you know, that have been doing it for a long time? And, and you know, I, I'm guessing a lot of Nebraska fans probably feel like they know the book on, on, on most of these guys. Man, Brunty, speaking of the offensive line, you have me thinking back to something Piper said uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, that Minnesota runs a pretty basic defense compared to Nebraska. And, you know, it had me thinking, does practicing complicated win them the week, though? Like, is there a lot of advantage to practicing against a so-called more complex defense going into this week one matchup? Uh, it, It probably helps your ability to deal with something that you haven't seen before. I mean, when, when you're, you know, constantly dealing with different looks and having to make different calls and reads and, you know, kind of being comfortable with confusion, um, that probably helps you. Um, you know, I think this Minnesota game to me is, is just going to be more about the execution piece of it. I mean, I, I you know, Matt Rule said the other day, I mean, it, it's a team that doesn't beat themselves. They kind of keep everything in front of them. They're, you know, they, they kind of know who they are and, you know, the, the way that you win those types of games is, is just by out-executing. So it, it, it's a, 
it's a tall test for that offensive line right out of the gate. But I, I think it's, you know, a test where, you know, they're going to have to be sound and they're going to have to show the types of steps that you would hope that group would make with multiple veterans and, uh, you know, consistent assistant coach uh, held over from the previous year. Um, so I think it'll be, for, for that group in particular, I think it'll be a pretty good um, read on maybe where they're at um, going into the season because, I, you know, that, that group more than anything I get asked about, you know, are they going to be better? Are they going to do this and that? It's like, well, we'll find out. I mean, that, that more than anything is the, uh, the, the I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see it when we see it group. Bruncey, if is there something to like? I'm kind of just listening, and we talk about, oh gosh, are they going to get big plays in the passing game? Or you're like, okay, that's the question. And then, but at the end of the day, if I talk about not making a ton of mental mistakes, keeping the penalties down, where you can stay on schedule, would we be okay with boring as a sign of success for this football team? Well, does boring win? <laughs> In this analogy, I'm, I well, guess, right? So, I, I mean, I, 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 think, I guess, I right? Do we, want, do we want to be Minnesota? We, do we want to be I, – we don't want to be Iowa and be 130th in offense, but we'd love to be Iowa yeah, to be and eight win eight more. games. So, <laughs> I don't know, Bruncey. Like, I, 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 I know that question sounds kind of flippant on the surface, but I don't know the answer to that. Like, yeah, no, even I, if it did win games. Question. It's a fair question. I think <laughs> – I mean, there, there would almost be kind of a shock to the system, right? <laughs> like, when you, for however, like, five years, when you just lose close game after close game. In different ways game. every time. But, yeah, and then you're, but let's say you're able to run for 90 yards in the fourth quarter and just absolutely, you know, Mo Ibrahim a, a, a team uh, in, in the fourth quarter. I think people be okay with that. I mean, it's uh, it's boring, but you know, uh, it, it's not to go all Jamal Lord here, but a win's a win. I mean, that that's that's kind of where you're at with with this program right now is is if you can, you know, play fundamentally sound football that looks okay, and you know you're you're able to kind of you know because in my mind, boring also means you're kind of imposing your will and, mm-hmm. and you're having a decent day up front and. I, I think fans would be okay with that. Would they be okay with that in year three or year four? I don't know. But, um, you know, if you're winning those close games against conference teams that have kind of, you know, done that to you the last few seasons, I, I think right out of the gates people would be more than fine with that. And winning's fun, it, it, right? It probably, it probably wouldn't be good for, for the blood pressure, but I think they'd be okay with it. Whose blood pressure, though? Yours or somebody else's? <laughs> My blood pressure is fine. Uh, yeah, you, you, just, ta- you talk like you're a 90 over 67 guy anyway. So you're, <laughs> what, what are you, probably like 46 beats per minute? I've, I've had six cups of coffee, and this is what you're getting. Yeah, and now you're on coffee and cream. It's just fitting. <laughs> six cups, Brunson? No, I'm, I'm Probably four. I'm good. Oh, I thought he was going to say two. I thought he was going to say Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Only one or two. No, just four. (laughs) Bruncey, it's 920. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, you didn't tell me when to get up. I got up at three. He's like, yeah. My kids are up at six, so I'm just hanging on here. So you get up at, do you get up at six as well or before them? Uh, 
uh, usually around six. Okay, so you get up at six. So in a, in three and a half hours, four cups of coffee. Mm. That's probably what my yeah. dad drinks. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a torrid pace. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not shaken. I'm good. <laughs> he's not shaking. He's stirred. Here's something else, Bruncey. Michael Bruns, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Mike. Yep, we'll see you guys. Yep. Oh, shoot. I wanted to ask where he was going this Friday. Is he still on? No. Uh, you guys are besties now. Send him a text. I know. I'll just send him a text. How did you know it was him? He's still there. Ask he's him. wearing an A's hat. Ask him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, ask him. He's still here. Oh, he just left. Oh, he just left. oh he's not. Yeah. He said, I ain't answering. Yeah, that's wow. all right. Got to get it. Got to get it. I got things to do. I got coffee. I got another coffee <laughs> to drink. Yeah, I got to pour another cup. All right, Sports 6 back up next.